Guys, we're going to have a great episode today. Before we get into that, I want to thank you guys, the listeners, for all the support that you get. I want to remind you that you can reach out to me on Instagram. If you don't follow, follow it at jscottoutdoors. Uh, feel free to send me a DM. I love uh, corresponding with you guys about your hunts and any questions that you might have. Uh, we're going to have a great episode. I also want to thank uh, the sponsors of this podcast. I want to thank GoHunt.com. Cody Nelson, my friend of 20 plus years, he's the glassing guru, the optics authority. He's the ma optics manager over there at GoHunt.com at the gear shop. Uh, you can reach out directly uh, for info or for sales at 702-847-8747. You can also email him at optics at GoHunt.com. He also uh, gets texts from uh, my listeners at on his cell phone, 602-399-3699. Feel free to send him a text if you're looking for a certain tripod or binocular or spotting scope or rifle scope, anything to do with optics. Uh, give Cody Nelson a call or a text. I want to thank GoHunt.com also and remind you guys that the GoHunt maps, the mobile app, um, mapping apps, are now available on iTunes and Android. Uh, they have real 3D. Um, it's awesome, awesome 3D mapping on these mobile apps. Uh, you can get a free trial, a seven-day free trial, by going to gohunt.com forward slash jscott. You can also check in the show notes. I'll have it linked up. You get a seven-day free trial. That gives you access to everything in the Insider as well as uh, let you look at the, the mapping apps uh, both on the desktop and on your phone. Uh, you can also sign up uh, by going to gohunt.com and just use J. Scott, and that's going to save you $50. Uh, you're actually going to get a GoHunt gift card, $50 GoHunt gift card when you sign up. So go check it out. also want to thank Kuyu Ultralight Hunting. That's the gear that I wear on all of my hunts. Go to kuiukuyu.com. Uh, to order the gear right there that are direct to consumer model uh, so that's the only place you can get the gear as well as phonescope.com use the jscott21 promo code and you're going to get a 10 percent discount uh, guys let's get right to this episode and again thanks for listening guys welcome to the jscott outdoors podcast i've got Dwayne adams here fresh off the kayabab we're going to get the full report on the kayabab Dwayne, how you doing I'm doing good, Jay. It's always good to hear your voice. Yeah, you know, um, I know you just got back from the Kaibab. The hunt just finished. Um, we had high hopes going in. Tell me about it. How did it go? Well, the high hopes dwindled fast. Uh, it was brutal, Jay. In my 40 years of guiding in the Kaibab, it probably was the worst I've ever had. Uh, How we so? had high winds, Jay. Well, we had high winds, Jay, between 30 and 60 mile an hour for three days. And it was blowing that storm in. And then on Monday night, that storm finally hit there, which was the fourth day. And it dumped a little bit of snow, you know, two or three inches type of snow. And then it blew out that next day. So we could, Tuesday is when we really started hunting, to be very honest with you. And it was, it, it, I mean, we, we couldn't find a big buck. All my guides are very seasoned, and they looked and looked and looked. And uh, the best buck I shot at, Jay, was probably in the 170s with, with a client. And it was a non-typical. only thing we shot, reason we shot him, he was a non-typical. He, he had like eight or nine points on one side. We could see all the trash and everything. And 
and we shot at that deer uh, three times and missed him. That's the best buck I've seen in, in the whole hunt. And when I left the Kaibab, I stopped by the check station, and they had killed 104 bucks on both sides. And what, when you take 450 tags and 75, that they, or 70, I think, on the east side, and put that together, that's about a 25 or 30% kill ratio. So, so weather conditions were poor, but what about antler growth? Is it down? Just as poor. Yeah, it, I stopped by Ryan Hatch, a, a good friend of mine, which you know as well. And, and he, when I walked in, there, he said, "You getting your butt kicked?" I said, "Ryan, I, I've never had my butt kicked so bad in my life." I mean, I just—I I mean, we're Jay, we're seeing twenty-five, thirty bucks a day. It just every one of my guides and me. But they're babies. They're, they're, we never, none of the other boys either seen a big deer. But we never seen a 190. I mean, kill us one thing, but we never seen one. And and it's that simple. And I talked to two or three other outfitters that are friends of mine, and they hadn't killed a deer. And they kind of sought me out when they seen me at Jacob's Lake. He said, how you doing, Dwayne? I said, I said, I'm, man, I'm getting my butt kicked. I said, I'm not finding any big deer. He said, man, I'm glad if you're getting your butt kicked. He said, we're getting our kicked bad. He said, I, we're, we're, what do you, and of course, you, you go through all you think, what's wrong, what's this, what's that. There's several things that played into this. And and and, uh, and I'm not a type of guy that makes an excuse because I, I, I try to teach that. You, you People don't pay you for excuses. But those snows that we got, Jay, those deer were literally all the way out to slide and to jump up and all the way to the top of, of the highway. So the numbers were just brutally, there were pockets of deer everywhere we went. But you'd see six or eight or ten does in a two-point or a little small three-point. And you might drive seven or eight miles and see no more deer or tracks. And, and so that's what we finally come to do. We just started spreading out and started looking at the holes. And they went right through those oaks, Jay, like they're on fire. There was not an acorn in that whole zone. And I know that once they go through those, those there's no acorns, they're going right straight to the winter range. Well, then they spread out from there to the white pockets all the way down. And, man, that's 20 miles of cedars. And so it was tough. It, it was tough. Uh, it, it, tough as it, it gets. We killed six bucks, Jay. Uh, but I'm going to tell you. Uh, I had two really good hard hunting trophy guys, and they did not kill. And but we busted our butt for them. I had at one time we had four or five guides looking all over everywhere for those guys, and 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 I mean they were they really said, "Look, Dwayne, you all you can do is what you can do," and that's all we did. But we we didn't see a big deer. I didn't see a big deer checked in or back of a truck or anything. So definitely got to think that it's drought related and that the rains came too late for those deer. And that's why they're there. You couldn't find any big deer, right? That's exactly what I put it to. And, and, uh, we all talked about that. I think that, that that had to be the common denominator that, that, that you know, it, it, you know it had to be just brutal up there for those four deer. And I've seen less deer than I've ever seen in my uh, 40 years of guiding up there, but I've, Put that back, you know, we're talking to camp every night with these guys, you know. And we're going in 50 directions. We're going to Cooper Ridge, all the way down to Sowatch, to jump up back into the burn. I mean, we're going everywhere. It's not like we're just sitting in one hole. And these guys would come back, Jay, 
And nobody's seen a big deer. Nobody's mad. I seen a big deer. I couldn't kill it. There was none of that. No, nobody's seen a big deer. And Ryan said the same thing when they come into his his uh, his his uh, shop there in Kanab. He said, "Man, I've had two or three calls from guys on it. It's brutal." I said, "Ryan, I'm just telling you. I'm telling you right now. I did not see what I would call a 180 deer." Wow, and that's I mean, that's never happened to you, has it? Nope, not in my career, and that's and I was at asset to those guys, you know. I mean, a lot of times we just shoot it. Last year we killed two hundred inch, two two hundred inch deer on that hunt, and killed four deer over one eighty. Yeah. So, you know, we we did did really well, but it did not happen, and 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 it's just that darn simple. So I I'll be up there in three weeks at the eighteenth. I'll be back up there for uh, uh I had three late hunters on that hunt. And, God willing, I, I hope that the rut's on and sucks some of those things out of the trees or square the heck they're hiding because they darn sure won't worn out where we could find them. Well, let me ask you this. Um, so antler growth is really bad. How did range conditions look as far as the actual terrain and, and vegetation and grass and just how does it look? Does it look incredible? <laughs> no, it looks about average, uh, Jay. Uh, they had some unbelievable rains on top of that mountain. It, you can see where it washed the roads out. I mean, it washed boulders out of the size of trucks and, and the roads. They had cats up there trying to fix the road at 22. So they'd straighten that out. But you can see where it just unbelievably was. But once you dropped off down past that and you went on down from below that, from White Pockets to So Watts all the way to Slide, you know, uh, all of those country down at that winter range, it was poor. It was very poor. Uh, no stock tanks had any water. I went by half a dozen uh, uh, dirt stock tanks. Still had no water. The tank it, it slide elbow, and there's one above that. And there, there was no water, none. So what do you do? I mean, all you do as a guide is do the best you can. Um, on, on a bad year like this, there's a bunch of deer that probably will not get shot. Um, moving forward, I mean, it could put some age on some deer for next year, right? Well, that's exactly what could happen very ser seriously because if it stays like it is now, we talked about that. Let's just say we don't get any great uh, weather to push some deer. Those deer, you know, push the rest of the deer down is what I'm talking about. Those big bucks will still be in that burn right off the highway all the way to jump up. That's 40 miles where the crow flies. I mean, that's, that's not 40 miles of canyons. That's probably 80 miles of canyons up and down. So, so they're going to be isolated pockets, and you better know where they're at. And you better go try to – and that's one thing. You know, Jay, I set up at one place, and uh, I've killed several great bucks out of this place. And I watched 50 does come off in about four hours in the evening, and they went, they never stopped, and, and they, never, they just kept feeding – and when I, when I left at dark, they were going out of sight. We could watch them go out of sight, and they were going down to jump up. They never slowed down. I mean, they just picked along and just kept going. And, and I told the client who was with me, I said, we'll hunt down there tomorrow. And we did. We went down there and hunted. But, man, is that tough down there? Because unless they're running, those cedars are they're five, six, seven miles of cedars, and they won't come out of it. Yeah. 
Um, switching gears, what's the, or I assume you're going, uh, coos deer hunting this weekend or, or possibly desert mule deer hunting. Um, what are you hearing out there and around same like, thing. your country? They're, 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 same thing with desert mule deer. They suffered mightily. Uh, the desert deer did from the people that I've talked to, but the coos deer, they've killed some ungodly monster coos deer. They're, they're just, uh. They killed one on the reservation. I don't know if you know, it scored yeah. 150. Yeah, I saw it. Big yeah. old non-typical looking freak deal. And I've seen where they killed a couple other bucks in the 130s. Yeah. So, you know, they're just, coos deer are just different. Uh, they just don't have as, have to have as much water as, as the other deer do. And their vegetation is different than they eat, too, which you know as well as I do. So they're a lot more hardy when it comes to that that horn growth and they do but the mule deer suffered horribly you know i kept watching uh pictures on instagram knowing that all you guys were up at the kayabab and i i just i wasn't seeing photos hardly at all and i was in my mind i'm thinking what is going on up there and i really hadn't talked to anybody but it makes it makes sense as soon as i heard your voice i knew something was wrong um from someone that's usually so fired up to be at the Kayabab, it was, it was, it sounds like a grind. It was a grind. Best bucks we killed, we killed two bucks in the 160s, and they were literally the best bucks. And, uh, and both the hunters were absolutely ecstatic to kill them, you know, because they said that that's just the way it is. I said, look, we can't make them appear. We yeah. keep working, and we did, but we never seen any bit bigger bucks. And I assume the east side was really rough. If the west side, way way worse. Yeah, 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 yeah. Way, way worse. The east side. I talked to three or four good hunters there at Jacobs. They get gas, and they said, "Man, we're struggling, Mister Adams." And I said, "Look, son, I'm struggling with you." (laughs) I mean, it's that simple. They said, "You got any places to go?" And I, I gave them four or five places. I said, "You know, the tags are so hard. You try to help people." I said, "Go here, look here, just keep moving." But now they hadn't killed anything. I it, 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 I hadn't seen any kind of deer come off the east side worth anything. Any anything new? Any changes up there at the gas pumps or the restaurants or anything that anybody needs to know? Any road closes closures? Or well, they they've uh, uh, on the west side they got the Oak Corral gate closed going down Snake Gulch, and they had the the road closed down for the game of fish check station down. Uh, but they opened it about midway through the hunt. Thank God they did, because that takes about an hour off of your driving. They, they did that. But they they, they, they closed that uh, down to Snake Gulch. If that's close, you have to go around and come down to the White Pockets Road. But uh, besides that, that's it. Uh, now, gas was $4.80. <laughs> and, and, I mean, that's a sticker shock. <laughs> But you know, Jay, I got the flagstaff. It was three forty nine going up, and it was three sixty nine when I went back. Nice. So good. Well, uh, I won't take any more of your time. I appreciate the report. Uh, the listeners always like hearing from you. Uh, also, are you going to be during hunting season? Do you do your glassing lessons, or do you wait till hunting season's over? No, we do them, Jay. I just had a guy call that uh, listened to the last podcast about an hour ago, and. We do them. We try to fit them in, and then, you know, if we're, we're off for a week or two, we'll take two or three guys or four, whatever they take. And so we just give us a call, and Nick and I are trying to, to fit them in, and, and uh, we'd be glad to take them. 
Awesome. Uh, why don't you let the listeners know how they can reach out to you and also link it up in the show notes. You bet. Just give me a call at 520-385-4995. You'll probably talk to my wife or leave a message, and we'll be glad to take you on glassing lessons and uh, try to help you as much as we can. All right, buddy. Well, uh, hope you have a great cooster hunt this weekend. Um, uh, One question. So we've got a a dark moon. Um, Do you like that better than the October hunt where it was a, a... fuller brighter moon yes i i do and i think that was a, a part of it as well but but yeah it, i think the wind killed us more than anything uh but i do like a dark uh, better than, than, than the open uh full moon you bet right on all right buddy god bless take care god bless you jay it's always good talking to you bye-bye bye